Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to a new episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go. Let's turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, how's everybody doing out there in the land of crowdfunding? That magical place where you put your dreams up on the internet and money rains down from the, from the heavens and you get to have all the money that you want to, you know, to do your project, right? To launch it to the world, to create your business, to support your family from it, to, to make dreams come true, maybe even dreams into reality. Yeah, that wonderful place. Well, this is Successfully Funded. I am your host, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel, CEO of Woodshed Agency. We are a crowdfunding specialist and digital marketing specialist. We launch products, right? That's what we do. Um, you know, and this is our podcast where we talk to project creators um, either while they're in the middle of a campaign that's super successful or they just finished up and you know, we want to know what worked, right? We don't want to talk about what happened two years ago or three years ago for a campaign. We want to talk about what's going on right now. So today we talked to Dan, uh, to Dan Van Der Luke. I don't know how to pronounce this name at all. His name is Dan Van Der Luke. I'm going to spell it. See if you guys can help me with pronunciation. V-A-N-D-E-R-L-E-C-Q. It's tough for me, right? It's one, not one of my specialties. Um, but Dan was a great conversation. Um, we, we got to talk about his company called Buckle and how they just raised in this climate uh, about $230,000 or so and over 3,100 backers for this really unique uh, belt buckle. Um, not, and I actually, I shouldn't even say belt. There's, you don't need a belt. That's what's cool about it. So don't really need the belt. Don't need the leather part. Just need the buckle. So that interview is coming up here in just a little bit. Um, so make sure if you're thinking about running a crowd, uh, like a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo coming up, make sure you listen to this interview because we're going to get right into the weeds on how to be successful, uh, how to launch a product like this, and especially in a climate like we're in right now, right? The, the coronavirus climate. Um, we want to make sure that we are doing everything correctly um, to make sure that we're hitting uh, hitting our goals. Right. So with that said, I want to first give a shout out to our new number one super fan. That's right. Shane DeMont. Yeah, that's right. He's, uh, he's become a super fan. Very rarely have people dove into, uh, the deep cuts of successfully funded. Uh, but Shane's a, Shane's a great buddy of mine and, uh, has been knee deep in some successfully funded uh, and, and asking me questions about something I talked about years ago that I, I don't even, I don't even know half the time after I record one of these things, whew, it just goes, uh, just goes back into the old, uh, the old brain there. And I don't even think about it anymore. Um, but that's been great to have that. And, uh, he's left us a review. Speaking of reviews, if you're somebody who enjoys this, go leave a review, make sure Shane's not alone. Uh, you know, leave reviews. We, those help us out. Make sure you subscribe, all that type of stuff. But, um, so it's Easter weekend. I'm talking to you right now. It's, um, you know, it's Good Friday and then we got Easter coming up on Sunday. Or if you listen to this on Monday when this comes out, Easter was yesterday, right? You have to think about this in timeline. Um, so hopefully you guys, well, I don't even know what you guys were doing. What are you guys doing out there? You guys just getting on the Zooms? Um, I think we're going to do a house party um, with, with the Wenzel family. Um, 
Yeah, if you're not familiar with that app, go check it out. It's pretty sweet. Um, I'm also doing a house party uh, tonight, which is Friday night uh, for some friends. We're going to be getting together and doing some trivia and having some cocktails and Friday nighting it up. You know, good Friday in it up. Um, you know, so yeah, we got that going on. Not, not a lot past that. It's just, it's surviving. We did make a, a decision on Wednesday of this week. Um, everybody, all the partners who are in this building uh, had to come to agreement that the space is going to be no more. So we're working out some of the details as to how we start to exit this, which means it kind of sucks. Cause I have three desks, three chairs, filing cabinets, whiteboards. What am I pictures behind? What am I doing with all this stuff? chairs you know office chairs got a lot of stuff not sure what i'm gonna do with so um finding out finding out what to do about that um uh, and then i'm really i tell you what i'm I'm, i i I, my idea though if i was to try to save this space what i would do is i think we need to make a community man cave that's right a community man cave and that's what my idea is, is, you know, we, we run the, I run the dad's beer night. I'm one of the guys that runs that. Um, that's the first Thursday of every month. If you're a dad and you're in the Farmington area and you want to come have a beer, have a beer um, with a bunch of dads. But I was thinking of like, what if we like opened it up and everybody just chipped in, we covered the rent, covered some of the utilities and we turned this spot into a kick ass man cave, right? We have a poker room in the back, big TVs, cigars, uh, have a have a bar in it, some bourbon, you know, just you know, I got I, I got that turntable that I just bought that I have no idea what to do with. I got you know, um, I got my p uh, my uh, my old studio monitor, so it's gonna sound great in here. Like, wouldn't it be sweet just to have like a community man cave that you just kind of you can't? I mean, they have these things, right? It's not a gentleman's club, right? I'm not talking about you know some some dancers or anything like that. Which I mean, maybe we do have those, but I'm just saying like we don't really need to have that on the you know on, on the marquee. But you know, it's if you're a part of this club, you come in, right? And you you know I don't know you spend a hundred bucks a month and you have a have a man cave. You, you get a PS4 and Xbox plugged in, you know, so you go up there, you play play some games if you want. Maybe you get an arcade game in. Man, that would be sweet. Yeah, that's my idea man cave in it i don't know if it's gonna happen i doubt i doubt i i doubt i know it's not gonna happen but for me particularly it'd be nice to have a spot to a this is where i do my podcast instead of having to do them at home where the kids are running around and and then also mind you too when i record these at home and the wife's just sitting in the living room there's a different vibe i'm definitely not as open and 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 it's because i i can feel like somebody critiquing what i'm saying in the background right so it's hard to uh it's hard to um to do, to do those, you know, when, when somebody's in the room, like the reason I think a lot of these are, are the way I'm talking is because there's nobody here. It's just me. It's just me and my thoughts. Right. And that's the vibe I, I want to have when I put these, these intros and outros out, as opposed to like uh, an editor <laughs> right over my shoulder as I'm talking. Um, so I got that going on. Um, another interesting thing that happened this week is, um, when I got yelled at because um, certain somebody in my life doesn't understand technology and, and how stuff works, got, I got accused of some stuff and that was sucked. That was shitty. I wasn't really happy about that this week, but um, you know, that went down. So I had to deal with that and I can't, I don't want to be more, more specific than that, but let's just say if you don't understand how tech works, you can't yell at the person who does like, you just can't yell at them and say, 
you know, you're doing this on purpose. No, I just know how the tech works. So, um, you know, there's apps out there. We're in a new time wherever you, you kind of got to be, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for the people who struggle with, with some of the basic tech. Cause you gotta kind of have to really know it right now. Like I'm, I'm interested to in how Easter is going to go when I ask uh, my aunt Sharon and Bill and, and my mom to get on house party. And granted, all they got to do is click a link, make an account, put their name in. I mean, but I know that that's going to be an absolute just struggle, just an absolute struggle. But but we'll see. We'll see how it works. Um, so that's some of the stuff going on around here. Again, just trying to keep it, you know, keep keep grinding out, keep putting out episodes, keep talking, um, keep doing the work. Right. I, I guess that's what we got to do. Just keep doing the work. Um, but yeah, so again, like I said before, if you are a fan of what you're listening to, make sure you go and subscribe. Uh, you can go to iTunes. You can also go to our YouTube channel, subscribe there. If you want to see the visual, uh, the video interviews of all of these episodes, uh, those are over on uh, YouTube uh, and you just go over there and put in successfully funded and you'll find us. Um, if you're thinking about running a crowdfunding campaign, go to woodshed.agency backslash consultation, click the button, sign up. It's my calendar link. You get 20 minutes with me. Let's at least talk about it before you hit that launch button, just to make sure that you're checking off all the boxes that you got to do to be successful. That is why we do this and why I'm here. So, all right, everybody, that's enough of me. Let's go ahead and kick in my conversation with Dan from the company Buckle. and Let's talk about how to raise $200,000 for a belt buckle. Here we go. Here's the conversation. All right, Dan, the red light's on. So uh, this is where all the pressure is. I'm sure you can feel it right now. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm on a podcast. It's probably really intense. Well, let's do a quick sound check. Um, why don't you tell my listeners uh, what you had for breakfast this morning? This morning, I, it's uh, 5 p.m. now in Amsterdam, and I just had my breakfast, uh, which is a bit weird. But uh, yeah, turned out to be uh, a little sandwich, uh, a bit on the late side. Okay. All right. Any any particular kind of sandwich? Was it a fancy sandwich? Just a, a grilled cheese? <laughs> it was cheese? a fancy sandwich. Of... It was a grilled goat cheese with spinach. Oh, that's tasty. Very nice. Yeah. You know, goat cheese is one of those things for me. It's like sometimes I really like it and sometimes I'm like, nah, I, I'm not into it. No. Do you like goat cheese a lot? Are you a big goat cheese fan? No, it's, it's just what they had. They were kind of sold out at the bakery. So uh, the last one... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think we're sounding good. Why don't we, uh, why don't we jump into actually why we're talking, not just about breakfast foods. Um, why don't you tell my listeners uh, what you current or what you just finished raising money for over on Kickstarter and what you're currently moving on to Indiegogo in demand. What, what, tell us about your product. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the buckle and uh, buckle is a, a new accessory, uh, something that didn't exist yet. And it's a, a kind of a fancy premium tool to tighten the waistband of your pants and skirts so it's uh basically the replacement of your belt hmm. so for our people who can't see this or haven't looked at it kind of walk us through how do you describe that you know so it's not a belt right um and it's a buckle so like tell us like how do you describe this to somebody who, who can't see it yeah it's it's uh funny i've been on the radio before and uh, i had to describe it as well so i i had some uh some kind of uh indications 
so it's half the size of a credit card um, and it's it's basically uh, made of two main components that uh, move the um, contradicting way and uh, make a kind of Z shape of your waistband so they um, yeah that's the way they tie yeah it's hard to explain indeed but it's a it's a premium clip uh, made of stainless steel 360 stainless steel that's uh, what Rolex used to uh, be made of and um, it, it has the weight of 59 grams um, yeah and and this is something just so so people are clear too it's not something that you actually it's replacing your belt basically right like you don't really need a belt correct? yeah yeah you don't need the the the, the, the leather parts so or the strap of your belt anymore it's, it's basically uh only the buckle and and men and women right because I, I remember when i was looking at the page and stuff i'm seeing women using it for skirts and stuff too right yeah the the, the funny thing is most men uh like the design so uh, more men than women like the design of buckle it's quite a yeah masculine uh, uh design um but the function uh on the other side on the other hand is uh, is way more uh interesting for women because for example skirts do not have the belt loops uh, like all pants have so uh the 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 problem was way more um there for the for the women and that's uh hmm. yeah it's interesting um so like i guess for you then you and your business partner like how did you guys like come up with this where was the idea to even start making something like this well it it, it was uh it started with an uh, a problem of my own um but not the problem it turned out to be so uh, it started with a kind of a, a fashionable uh, problem i didn't like uh, the, the look of a belt so um, I had some pants uh, always too large um, that happens way more often actually because the, the uh, fashion industry uh, is uh, more and more changing to mass industry and, and is kind of losing the eye for perfection so uh, pants do not have uh, the size of a 50, 51, 52 but the uh, small, medium or large so the, the steps are bigger so most uh, of those pens are not the perfect fit anymore. So I was thinking there should be something, uh, a tool to um, uh, give you the perfect fit again, but without wearing that visible belt. And then together with my business partner, who is uh, a bit more, uh, has some more uh, skills in uh, technique, um we started developing and drawing and brainstorming around the kitchen table just with a cold six pack of beers and uh as friends and um yeah it, it turned out to be a, a, a very interesting to people and we we started uh, spending more time and more uh yeah more hours on the development and uh slowly came to this uh invention so so in that process at, after you start getting a little bit of feedback what is what's the first step out of the gate are you going to google i mean what 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 do you start to do to to kind of move that ball forward after you know maybe just having some drinks and going yeah that's a cool idea but like like what do, what do you start to do yeah uh you start well uh, out of your own enthusiasm you start talking to other people and and uh, see uh, uh how they respond and actually people were pretty enthusiastic and uh and even people said this is something i was always uh looking for uh, or uh, I didn't know I was looking for it, and now it's here. So it's 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 uh, because of these positive uh, reactions, we started to uh, yeah to to continue and to grow and to uh, spend money on it and and build a business out of it.
Now, inside of your team, between you and your business partner, like, who, I guess, who has, do both of you have this skill set? But like, what's the skill set to start designing an actual product, like knowing where to go, manufacturing? It just feels like such an uphill battle for, for, for most people. Like, how did you guys know how to navigate that? Yeah, well, um, um, I'm uh, more focused on the, the outside of the product. So the design, uh, I want it, I want it to look like uh, what it looks now. And um, my partner is uh, rather looking at the, the technical side. So that's basically two sides that are continuously uh, in conflict with each other because the technical uh, side wants stronger, uh, more sustainable, uh, whatever. And I want it uh, thinner. Uh, lighter, uh, shiny, uh, nice, uh, whatever. So it's it's basically continuously finding the right balance between those two. And um, my business partner has a uh, has experience with a web shop. He uh, designed a, a bike hanging system, so uh, quite a technical invention. And he knows how to run a web shop and the logistics and everything. So from there, you you start building the the, the structure of your uh, of your business. And uh, I use an enterprise tool, so we are uh, both, uh, yeah, have a commercial mindset in these in these uh, terms. So uh, yeah, from there you start slowly building your business, and um, yeah, that's basically it. It's cool. So through that whole process, how long are we talking from a couple beers, uh, you know, and an idea to? you know, to kind of getting either that first prototype or a prototype that you felt like was really something. How long was that process? Well, during the, that time around the kitchen table, we, uh, we managed to develop our own prototype. So uh, we, uh, you start with some drawings, then you uh, start testing with the plastic, you, uh, you, you cut out the, the, um, a soap can or whatever. Uh, and start making it of plastic, and then finally we found, uh, or we used a soldering iron to uh, make a, a real metal one. I can uh, send you pictures afterwards, or videos of that prototype. That was uh, our own prototype made by us uh, and no one else. And then um, with someone from our own network, we uh, we got some uh, technical or uh, graphic uh, designs digitally. Um, and, and that was basically our max. So that was uh, the cap of, of uh, our technical uh, uh, skills. And from there, we started working together with professionals who knew the, the software and who knew um, if you do this, then uh, that wouldn't be possible anymore, etc. All the all the technical uh, stuff. And, um, and they have been developing uh, for like a year. So from uh, the first beer until the very final product, it was one and a half year. Uh, but from uh, the kitchen table to our first uh, prototype was was not even a month. Wow, so that that's went great. quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really great. You know, so through throughout that maybe that year, let's talk about maybe that that sort of time chunk. You know, what was the thing that was like keeping you guys up at night, or the thing that you were like really worried about? What what was like the biggest biggest hurdle in that part portion of it? um definitely the pace uh we were kind of impatient with regards uh to our uh, ambition so <laughs> we wanted uh to speed up to sell you know you want to to uh keep keep yourself busy with things you can actually see and not just dream so um that's something and um there's always a possibility with something like this that it 
it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't go. So people wouldn't uh, there there wouldn't be any demand for it. So even till the last moment, uh, we have taken one and a half years before we launched. Even after that one and a half year, we could have uh, just uh, yeah couldn't any 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 buckle sold. So that that's always the risk, and, and we were happy to take that risk because uh, we learned a lot uh, on our way, and we uh, expanded our network like crazy. But it's always a chance that you did all the the work on buckle for nothing. Right, right. How about in that same time period? Um, was there a moment where you really knew that you had something that you should continue forward? Like you know, this isn't just this isn't stupid. You know, but was there a moment where you? I don't know if it's like a real prototype, like like it felt like it had the right weight. Like was there a moment that you just knew you had something? Well, that's that's um, basically uh, the moment because because uh, you have been pitching with uh, only words uh, for a while. Uh, it's only. Uh, maybe drawings of yourself or, or uh, the explanations you have but nothing tangible and from the moment we had our first official prototype uh, created by the professionals we had something working that that was actually tightening our pants and and uh, from that moment we saw it was a really neat solution and a really neat uh, function and as soon as you start showing this to people and you see the, the, the twinkling in their eyes when they see how it works from that moment you think okay let's let's do it and uh we're never gonna stop this uh, until it's a success and now you see uh we have a kind of uh, a proof of concept yeah that's great that's great so where in this time frame does launching on kickstarter come into your mind as like hey we want to use this as a vehicle to you know to do what um yeah it has from the very beginning we we knew about kickstarter and we knew about um yeah people who had success on kickstarter so we started talking to some people and then suddenly um one of my uh one of my friends um sorry there's a neighbor being grumpy about <laughs> this conversation <laughs> he's an old neighbor um so uh, and then um, from some point we uh, we heard about people uh, having success in this and uh, using Kickstarter not just for the funding but for uh, as a marketing tool and that's exactly how we used it. We we didn't care too much about the funds. I mean we needed money and uh, uh, it's it's always very uh, nice uh, to have money and to use it to to have your, uh, to make your business grow. But the main point of our Kickstarter was to show people that, temp, uh, that like now 4,000 people uh, already bought, so they can uh, they can trust uh, the company and they uh, can trust this uh, this new product. Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's flip over to the actual like, Kickstarter. So we haven't really talked numbers yet, but this was a huge successfully campaign, right? You guys did almost. I'm looking at US here. I think uh, about 225,000. You had almost 3,000 over over uh, 3,100 backers. So a lot of interest, a lot of excitement. Clearly, you know, in 31 days, people said, I, I want this campaign or I want the buckle, right? Um, so what were you looking for um, stat-wise maybe before you launched? Like what was that pre-launch strategy looking like? Like how did you get ready to hit that launch button on, on your campaign? Um, 
Yeah, we we had kind of uh, uh, a long time to think of a, of, of a launch plan, and uh, we had very clear steps actually, and and they all had to do something with marketing. So um, we we started with generating email subscribers uh, with uh, just the ads. So uh, with the 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 last the final prototype, which was the eventually the one we were going to sell, uh, to sell. Uh, we started making a, a promo video. With that promo video, we started marketing, uh, do the free marketing with uh, Google Ads, uh, with Facebook Ads, um, and uh, try to get people subscribing to our uh, our uh, pre-order list uh, in return for uh, for a sixty percent discount. So uh, we had that base uh, to to. Uh, yeah, be alarmed when, as soon as we uh, go live, as, as soon as we went live, and, um, and and try to make a kickstart of our campaign with this. Because it's actually, kickstart is all about how to trigger that algorithm and how to um, make sure people uh, or Kickstarter sees that they can make money on us. And then they will eventually uh, push you as well. So you have that uh, base of email subscribers, on top, you have your inner circle who should uh, support you uh, from the very beginning. So uh, we we send out the mass uh, WhatsApp list. Uh, we post it on our own Instagram, on our own Facebook, LinkedIn, everything. So we we basically called it the the buckle big bang, and that was the the marketing bang uh, which should start everything uh, running. Um, and then during Kickstarter, uh, we worked with another uh, marketing agency who, uh, who supported us along the journey. That's cool. Now you mentioned, um, WhatsApp, right? Did, was WhatsApp a big part of your, your solution? Cause here in America, we don't use it a lot. And it's something for us as an agency, we keep thinking like, you know, for our global campaigns, we have to start finding ways to start utilizing this. How, is it, I mean, is it just more in your guys' culture to use WhatsApp as opposed to here or? Yeah, you use it uh, on a daily basis. Every every moment of the day, basically, uh, when you when you chat to your friends, you use WhatsApp. And um, if if uh, I was living in another country, for example, the US, and we use another software to chat with friends, then I would use that software. So it's not WhatsApp in uh, in particular. It's just the way I communicate with my inner circle, and I can directly talk to them. Because if you, for example, uh, uh, throw something in a group chat then there's always uh, an, uh, a collective opinion. So you need to target people individually and all speak to them directly and tell them, please buy this, do it for me uh, or don't do it. But uh, at least uh, we, we are asking for your support because this is our first Kickstarter and we need to, uh, to uh, yeah, this is our only chance to, to, uh, to win. Yeah. Now, um, just more specific on that because I'm always intrigued on, on on how you might have utilized it. Um, was it mo mostly just personal, or were you doing any sort of like like multi mass messaging at all through it? Because I know there are some scenarios like that, but it doesn't seem like there's that many. Or was it just a personal one to one type of tool? No, it's it's just uh, what what do you mean the the uh, WhatsApp messages? WhatsApp, yeah, the, the WhatsApp messages. Like, was there any sort of business where you could do anything in like mass at all? Like, send a hundred no, people? No, 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 no. It, it, no. No, yeah, yeah, you can uh, create a WhatsApp list, list with your personal contacts and send uh, all your contacts uh, from that list uh, the same message at the same time. 
but they will only receive it when they have your number as well saved to their phone. So, so it's not in charge with any uh, regulations regarding GDPR or something. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, w was there anything interesting maybe in this campaign that kind of blew you guys away? You know, I mean, you had a ton of backers, ton of support, but was there something you were like, man, I was not expecting this, you know? Well, we, we didn't expect that so many different uh, companies, uh, large companies from so many different countries would like to do business with us. People were literally saying, I want to do uh, the exclusive uh, distribution of your product in Japan, in Korea, in China, Taiwan, US, UK, every, every country, there was somebody uh, willing to do business with us. And that's also something uh, we we uh, we couldn't answer directly because I mean uh, there's still uh, some work to do before we uh, can consider us an, uh, an official official company. We still need to deliver after Kickstarter. Um, but it's it's really nice to see that that you're taken seriously um, if you if you have results online. And that's basically what we were uh, yeah why we were doing this on Kickstarter. It's cool. That's cool. So, you know, now that the campaign's over, you know, money starts to come in, you start thinking about these next steps. What's happening this for this next year for you to get these, uh, you know, the, the belt, the, the buckles into people's, uh, into people's hands. Yeah, that's uh, a good question. Um, we, uh, are currently, uh, sampling. Uh, so we, we made the last changes, uh, on the design. Uh, to make it more sustainable. Um, this was something we needed money for, so we raised the money, we uh, finished the designs, then we start sampling, start creating the molds, uh, produce the large batch, so the first actual uh, mass uh, production, and from there uh, it's being shipped to the Netherlands, and from there it's shipped uh, worldwide. So, uh, and, and uh, as soon as we are ready to ship, we launch our web shop, um and perhaps continue with indiegogo uh, after that as well but at least until that moment we uh, we are for sale on indiegogo uh, so until that moment we work with discounts because people need to wait a little bit longer for their orders after it's just the 100 percent price and um and from there yeah you start expanding your business we uh, we want to scale up uh, produce more sell more uh, work with uh, uh, and, and yeah a, a selection of retailers perhaps um yeah also some stuff we we will see along uh, the journey now how has this uh this new world that we're all living in affected either the campaign or manufacturing or any of your sort of timelines have you guys been impacted at all yeah 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 um well we are very lucky that we still made success during these times because uh, many people uh, didn't and it's very sad to hear um but yeah there's not a conversation uh, without uh, talking a little bit about this topic so uh, i expected this question um but uh yeah i i think i i told other people as well if we launched uh one month earlier we would have uh, raised at least uh, a third more. If we uh, launched a month later, we would have uh, uh, earned uh, a third less at least. And um, what we saw was a lot of cancellations. Uh, the more on the days uh, th that uh, there were uh, 
specific news uh, messages. So, uh, for example, uh, the, the day uh, the, the lockdown started in in uh, many countries, then uh, we saw a lot of people uh, uh, withdrawing their uh, their uh, pledge. Um, and what you cannot see is uh, the people who didn't uh, pledge at all because of this situation. Right. Right. How, how do you guys sort of uh, sort of move forward in this, knowing like you know, uh, this is just what it is. Like, how, how do you guys handle it? What do you guys? Talk, what are the conversations like? How would you advise another business right now who's in maybe in a, a similar state? What uh, concerning the corona situation? Yeah, coronavirus, manufacturing, you know, backer updates, you know, just all this, just kind of everything around us right now. Yeah, just uh, be very transparent uh, to you, towards your customer. So, uh, yeah, backers in this case, and uh, just make sure you keep everything going and uh, uh, stay positive at all times. We. Uh, we, we saw some things weren't working. Okay, let's leave that. If it uh, doesn't flow, uh, let it go and uh, start working on uh, on the things that do work and the marketing techniques that do work. And yeah, you you need to make the best of it. Otherwise, you uh, you won't survive. Sure, sure. And stay so, inside. <laughs> <laughs> and stay inside. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, for you guys, is this something that you guys are envisioning making more products in this same um, sort of uh, design aesthetic around, you know, pants and that sort of stuff? Or do you guys see yourself making all kinds of different things, uh, I guess, mostly in the fashion industry? Or do you guys see yourself making all kinds of different stuff? Well, the last uh, thing for sure, but uh, concerning Buckle, uh, there are many opportunity, uh, possibilities to, to uh, create different uh, tools to make uh, different pieces of clothing perfectly fit or whatever people are uh, start suggesting uh, uh, some uh, tools uh, for us to develop uh, already so that's also uh, funny to see um, but in general it's it's just very uh, we 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 are kind of creative in what we do uh, I believe and uh, also learned a lot about how to make a business out of it so we like to uh, put our creativity on paper and then uh, make it become reality and uh, sell it to the world uh, and continue again. That's cool. Well, how can people learn more, dive into your guys' ecosystem, kind of figure out what you guys are working on outside of the Kickstarter? Where should people go? Um, keep track of our journey on, uh, on Instagram. Um, so the social media is, is mainly our, uh, yeah, our display. Um, and as soon as our webshop goes live, uh, check out the webshop and uh, we will uh, post a story about, uh, about ourselves and uh, some blog posts about the steps we make. So those are uh, the two uh, spots where people can follow us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dan, I'm going to make sure in our show notes that we have the Kickstarter link and any social media links, uh, that sort of stuff so people can find you. Um, but I appreciate you taking time out of your day here to chat about this. I know you guys got a lot going on and, uh, this is a great conversation, really awesome product. And I'm, I'm glad you guys could hit a, hit an absolute home run. Thanks so much for your time. All right. How about that conversation with Dan? Um, you know, if you watch this on the YouTube channel, you can see that he was wandering around. It looks like a roof in Amsterdam. Um, but blue skies over there, um, you know, and cloudy here, you know, it's the usual. Um, but again, Dan, thanks so much for taking time. Again, make sure you guys go over to Kickstarter right now. Uh, check out his campaign, go to their Instagram, follow them, 
they've got a great story, a great product, and uh, I'm, I'm always inspired to talk to people who are who are who are who are doing it right in the kick, uh, Kickstarter space. So, um, and again, if this is your first time and you got all the way here, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go hit that subscribe button. We put these episodes out usually Mondays and Thursdays. That is our goals. Um, and make sure you leave a review if you if you like this. Um, if you're thinking about running a crowdfunding campaign, go to woodshed.agency right now. Click the consultation button in the top right corner. Um, you'll find my calendar there. You'll also find my business partner, Sean. Uh, pick a time to talk. We'd love to chat about what you're working on. And uh, also go read the blogs. We've got a lot of blog contents coming out. Those are coming out Mondays. Uh, excuse me. Those are coming out Tuesdays and Fridays right now. So again, we're putting out a lot. We want you guys to uh, you know to be uh, to be informed during this time. And um, yeah, that's it. All right, why don't we go ahead and listen to some Sugar People music right now? And um, all right, everybody, I'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>